Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am so excited to have Becky here with me today. Becky is a therapist that I've had the honor and privilege of working with. More so, Becky is just a fantastic human. She lives on a farm with her husband. Um, She helps him with the farming process. They have kiddos. She's just living her best life. But here's what Becky has noticed is that there's really this deficit. And I'm pretty sure most of us have heard the suicide rates of farmers are and ranchers are just skyrocketing. And Becky is passionate about doing something about that, about providing services. And I wanted her to come here today to really educate us, especially if we haven't grown up in the country or we didn't live on farms or we don't really have a concept of what farming, what the impacts of farming mean um, for the world as a whole. So Becky's going to talk us through that. um, And I'm so excited and so thankful for her truly for being here today and to share this wisdom with you. Hi, Becky. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hello. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. I wonder if you can do a quick little introduction and tell people who you are and and what you do and all that. Absolutely. Um, My name is Becky Cop Dunham. And I am a therapist. I'm in private practice, but I work in a group practice with um, Lutheran Social Services. And I am most recently been active in a farm stress program. Oh, so can you tell us more about that? I can. Uh, there's There were some um, sad and alarming statistics about the increase in suicide rate over the past several years mm-hmm. um, within North Dakota. And... Um, a, a large portion of that was due to um, farm and ranch um, suicide rates increasing farmers oh, and ranchers. Sure. And it, it just became, I think we've always known it was a need, mm-hmm. but that, that really just reinforced how, how urgent this is yes. that support services get out to this um, particular group of people. Uh-huh. And that we've had some wonderful collaboration with other agencies in the area throughout North Dakota that has um, helped get our message out. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wow, that's a that's a tough job, though. That's it. It you know it 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 is and it isn't it isn't. I guess mm-hmm. I feel so passionately about working with farm and ranch families um, since I I we farm as well mm-hmm. and my extended family. Um, farms and I I feel so strongly about it that it really it really fuels my passion I guess yeah. and, and really makes me want to get the word out there and work hard for this group of people because they work hard and I want to match that for them yeah absolutely absolutely that makes so much sense um, I just I really love and I think correct me if I'm wrong but I think that you call it like farm to farm therapy like on telehealth is that right I do telehealth from um, my home office, which is from my farm, yeah. and um, reaching out to farmers and ranchers and their families in the area. So that's how farm to farm therapy came to be. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And your view there, by the way, is amazing. It's thank you. I, I love it so much. Amazing. I love, I love the, it so much. I love the picture I think that you posted of like you were looking out your window and there's like some cows out there like as you were providing yes. therapy. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
That's amazing. I'm wondering, can you share a little bit about your own personal journey with farming? Absolutely. Um, Both of my parents um, grew up on farms and I was not raised on a farm, um, but we always visited our, my grandparents and extended family, aunts, uncles, cousins that um, remained on the farm. And Mm -hmm. so that was a part of my life growing up. Um, I was, as my godmother told me, probably the least likely of her nieces and nephews to farm. And lo and behold, um, I met my husband Uh and he has grown up on a farm family within a farm family, multiple generations. And uh, I just, I just absolutely fell in love with it. I don't even know how to describe the joy I feel by being on our farm. Like I need to push myself to leave. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I love it. I love it that much. I love the community. I love the, the culture. I love the connection. I love the integrity of, I mean, it just, there's just so many things that I love about it. And my husband and I have been married, um, for, I believe we're on 13 years now. Uh And, and I, it's not a life I would have imagined for myself. It's far greater than anything I could have picked for myself. Yes. And it it took me being open to it. Mm -hmm. It took me being open to it because, um, I, I would have imagined, um, a different life for myself. Right. And when we relinquish that control of the way we think it should be, that's when the amazing things happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And this was one of those times. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I think that you are absolutely right. A lot of times we envision like what our life is going to look like in the future. And almost always, if we can just let go of some of that control, it ends up being so much more beautiful than we ever could have orchestrated for ourselves. Um, Yeah. I love that. You know, and how nice that you truly feel so at home and just feel so, it sounds like a lot of peace. Is that a fair assessment of that? A lot of peace about absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I just feel it is just such a blessing to me to be able to do, I, I, we farm and Mm -hmm. I'm a therapist. And so what a perfect combination for targeting this particular group of people and what a blessing that I get to do it from my home. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and commuting gets old, you know, I mean, (laughs) you know, as a lot of the, the farmers and ranchers can attest, you know, it gets old to be on the road and that doesn't always work time wise, not the most efficient use of time all the time. Right. Um, and so it's just been a, a great blessing to me to have the opportunity to do this from home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love that a lot. You know, I've done a few um, therapy sessions from my own home as well um, with clients mm-hmm. and it just is a different feeling too, to like know that you're completely in your, um, your own environment and it, um, it just feels really comforting and calming. Um, I also think maybe it would be helpful if we kind of explain telehealth for people who aren't familiar with it. Um, I don't know. Do you want to kind of give a overview of what that what that is, what that looks like? Sure. Um, I I generally describe it as online therapy because mm-hmm. people have have an understanding of what online means. Telehealth yeah. and telemedicine can be a little bit of an intimidating term. Yes. And it's it's much simpler than that. And I don't want that to um, dissuade people from exploring an interest in this. And really most people have had some exposure with, maybe not directly, but they're familiar with um, things such as Skype or Mm -hmm. FaceTime or things like that. And that that's what it is. It is, it is through um, a HIPAA compliant connection. So obviously we still have to abide by the privacy laws. Um, That's something that's very important to me. Um, And also for, for, this group of people to understand that 
their privacy is very important to me. And so there, there's nobody around hearing what they're saying. Right. Um, it's a, it's a private connection, just like it would be in a therapy office. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working from home doesn't, doesn't make those rules and laws soft. Right. We still adhere by those same rules of privacy and, and all of that. So it's through, through connections such as like, um, we use a Skype for business platform because that is HIPAA compliant and it is extremely user friendly. Mm -hmm. And so for people that I schedule with, I email them a link. They literally just have to click on it. Yep. It is that simple. Yeah. That's awesome. And they can use their, their home computer. They can use their phone. It requires an internet or data connection Mm -hmm. and um, they can, they can be anywhere. And so they don't have to, excuse me, they don't have to stop. Um, they don't have to go home mm-hmm. if they don't want to, they could, they could literally be, I mean, be safe, you know, pull right. over in your tractor and right, be right. safe. But I mean, they, they literally could be in their tractor yeah, and have a session and then resume their work. Yeah. Um, it isn't taking the time to drive into the nearest town. If the nearest town even has a therapist, right. Um, it's not take, it's trying to minimize that amount of time taken away from their work that they have to do yep, absolutely. on the farm or ranch. I mean, it's just not practical to leave. And for, for many people, it's, it's an extended period of time driving, and then you have the time of the appointment and then to get back into it. And that just in this particular group of people with farmers and ranchers, they don't have that kind of time. Right. Absolutely. You know, my dad has owned his um, own business my entire life. And even before that, and, um, you know, time really is money in a lot of ways. Like it's, so when you're just sitting on the road and you're not able to do the things that you need to do, I mean, that's really problematic for um, businesses. And so I think that's great. Um, you know, nowadays I've heard there's tractors that actually like you just like use G, I don't know, you probably know more about this than me, but like GPS and you just kind of plug it in and it does its thing. And so I can, I, know, even it's see, amazing. I can even see that. I mean, I don't know how it works, so I'm not encouraging this in case it's unsafe, but I could see even in situations like that, you know, you would be able to keep an eye on things still, but if it's basically doing it itself and all you have to do is like turn at the end of the row, right? I mean, like, you right. know, I could see, yeah. <laughs> I could, again, yeah. not encouraging unsafe practices, but I could see how even things like that, um, you know, technology nowadays would make that even easier for people to be able to connect with you. So I right. think that's fantastic. Right. I think another another important um, part of this is that it allows people to have the amount of privacy that they wish to have about them accessing services. And I'm, I'm not encouraging secrecy, but I know for a lot of people that privacy is important to them. Right. And when you, when you drive to a therapist's office and if someone sees your car or they see you walking in, it, it just adds a different level to accessing those services versus if, you know, you can tell whomever you choose to tell about accessing services, but it allows you that opportunity to control that. Right. Right. Yeah. I think that that's, that's huge to point out. Um, Cause I agree. We don't want, we don't want people to feel like by any means, I mean, there's, there's no shame in getting mental health Absolutely services. Um, I often say that I think even therapists need therapists. Like <laughs> it's just an right. absolute need. Um, we all can benefit from it. Um, but I do think that being able to decide who knows and who you tell is what's most important. So I love that you, um, you know, keep that awareness about that. It allows them to have control over that instead of feeling like that's outside of their control. It allows them to be um, in control over that. And I I really uh, appreciate the, the ability of telehealth to do that. Yeah, that's fantastic. 
you know, I'm wondering if we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, farmers often have this reputation of being like really strong and really tough and um, which I, I definitely think that they are. Do not get me wrong. That's like not an easy lifestyle by any means. Um, I, I just wonder if we can have a conversation about how sometimes that can like limit conversations about like truly what's going on in their lives. Because, you know, vulnerability can be viewed as weakness. And although it's a strength, oftentimes that's not what it what it feels like in that moment. So if somebody thinks that like their spouse or sister, mom, whoever that may be, um, is really struggling, how would you best suggest that they like bridge that conversation, taking into account like the cultural aspect of farming and ranching? Right. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that with the, the different outreach methods that we're doing, we're starting to plant those seeds. Yes. And so I'm, I'm hoping that they may have come across the, the bootstraps fold out at the gas station or, you know, that we're, that we've kind of laid that groundwork initially, which I think just helps those family members to be able to broach that topic with a bit of that seed already having been planted. And it, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell people that it may not, that it's not going to be awkward or that their message will be wonderfully received because I don't know that to be true. But what right. I do know is I would rather have someone alive and well to be mad at me than not. Yes. So true. And so it, it is, it, it is taking that chance and, and hopefully the person that is hearing the message feels the the way in which it's being given Mm -hmm. so knowing you know i care about you so much that even though this is super hard for us to talk about i'm going to do it anyway because i love you that much i care about you that much um you're that important to me that i'm going to do it anyway even though i know this feels weird yeah i know this is tough to talk about but but i'm going to do it anyway because i care that much about you yeah absolutely Absolutely. And what a different feel that has too, you know, just to be like that honest about it. Like this is uncomfortable probably for both of us, um, but it's important and I need you around and I need to make sure, you know, you're doing okay. So how can I support you? And can we have some conversations, you know, surrounding that? I do think that there are people like I even, um, I know my husband would be fine with me sharing this. He just truly, he doesn't um, like feel his emotions as deep. I mean, he has emotions, don't get me wrong, but he doesn't feel them as deeply as some people do too. And so I think um, also when you're somebody who doesn't feel emotions as deeply, it can be even harder when you are struggling to even really identify what's going on. And so, so sometimes I think um, like just having, like having that courage to mention to your family member, like something seems different might actually give them kind of like the bridge or like the, you know, the gateway to um, be able to share like, yeah, something feels really funny, even if I can't identify what that is. Right, right. And I think I, I sort of called this situation like with, you know, farmers have always had um, weather impacting mm-hmm they're farming. Mm -hmm. They've always had equipment issues or market prices or things like that. I think, I I think what's different this time is it's sort of been a perfect storm. Mm -hmm. And so you've got government influences with, with tariffs and things like that. You've got, this was a very wet spring. A lot of people, either they got their crops in very late or weren't able to get them in at all. Um, You know, and all these things um, impact market prices. And so it was, it was a bit of a perfect storm. Um, all of that influences their ability, you know, their their farm line of credit, um, their ability to get loans, operating costs, and all of those things. And so it it feels like what may be different this time is that it's a bit of a perfect storm yep. um, of all these all these issues piling up on right. a person, and that's what makes it different. Yeah. 
No, I'm glad that you touched on that because I, I do think that there, especially this year, I, I mean, and you would know this more than I do because I'm not directly connected in that way to the farming community, but it feels like especially this year, um, things have been more problematic and more, um, more, ch- more challenging um, for individuals. And I'm just, I'm really curious too, if we can talk a little bit for people who maybe aren't part of the farming community and think, well, this only impacts farming. Can you give us an idea of like, how does this impact like the world as a whole, because it does. And I think that would be really helpful for people to know. So do you have thoughts on that? I do. Well, you know, the, the farmers would tell you or would ask you, do you like to eat? Right. Right. <laughs> and, and of course we do. Right. Yep. And so, you know, that's, that's a, the farmers are supplying our food. Yes. And so we, we, I just had someone yesterday who said, if, if farmers are happy, the rest of us are happy. Uh, (laughs) I really, it was at our local store in town and she's like, if the farmers are happy, the rest of us are happy. And I really, I really love that. But um, it, you know, farmers, um, farmers and ranchers are community members and they're as with any of us, right. If we're experiencing a higher degree of stress um, and, or we have less income to spend on other things because you know, times are tough, the budget's tight, uh, that ripples through our families and our communities. Yeah. And so it, it impacts if we aren't able to get those crops in, obviously, then that's, that's a reduced harvest right. in the fall. And so that can impact market prices. And so none of us want to have to pay more for our groceries. Right. Um, but that that's the type of impact that it can have is, is it can influence that down the road, if we don't bring in you know, as much harvest, then it's going to affect supply and demand later on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's really amazing to me too, like um, not even just food, but if you think about like other products as well, like how, how much stuff just has, I mean, like literally it feels like the right. foundation of everything. Do you know what I mean? Like it, 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know that, you know, for people that are more removed from that, um, I don't know that that direct association is there you know and our culture makes things very easy right for things to just show up on our doorstep and and I think sometimes that connection from where it came from is lost right right absolutely you know I don't know if you've um you know that show what is it called like uh, how it's made or something like that I can't think of what it's called but it like talks you through like how different things are made and um one day my husband and I were even talking about I think it was like duct tape we were talking about and like all of the steps that go into that and all of the different things you have to do to get duct tape and like we just go to the store and buy it and you don't think about that or like pencils or I mean Kleenexes I mean whatever it is there's a lot of work that goes into it that we don't see on our end right. of things. And so I think right. um, it is easy to not take that into account because sure, we're just like, well, we'll just pick this up in the store. It's no big thing. But um, when any of that chain is um, interrupted, I mean, the, the whole process is interrupted. And so I think, it, yeah, I think it's a much bigger um, issue. And I think imp- I think it's really a society issue, to, like a societal issue, to be honest with you. I don't think it's just, um, you know, the farmers and the ranchers. I think that certainly they have the biggest, they're going to see the biggest impact for sure. Um, but I do think it's going to impact all of us and it would probably be wise for people to be really aware of that and um, definitely support their local farmers and ranchers or even if they're not local just in general right right absolutely 
Yeah. You know, I grew up in the country and my dad did not farm. He had his own business, but it was not farming. And uh, But my grandpa did. And I have several friends and even friends that listen to this podcast. So I, I'm thinking of one in particular. I know she's just going to love listening <laughs> up yeah. to, to your message. And so, but I, I do, I think about um, different family members and friends and how this even impacts them. And um, it's just... Um, it's really it's really hard from like an outsider's perspective of how to, you know, provide that support. And so I'm wondering, like, just as a whole, as a community, um, even if we don't have a close family member or friend, like, what are the best ways that we can show support during this time? Um, one of the things I, I wish that people would get away from is suggesting for farmers that they just get a different job, oh. that if times are tough, Times are tough. What are you doing it for? Just get a different job. And I really feel like that limits the conversation and shuts down um, any discussion. And and anyone that does that works in farming or ranching will absolutely tell you it is not a job. Yeah. It is a way of life. And yeah. and for any of us, for my job as a therapist or or your job or yeah. anybody that works a job, I could probably have a different job within a couple of weeks. Yep. And it wouldn't impact where I live. Um, it wouldn't impact. Um, my community connections, Mm -hmm. I would, it would just be a different job. And that's not true for farming and ranching. This is multiple, very often, not always, but very often multiple generations have, have done farming and ranching within a, within a family. Mm -hmm. And so for, for you to be the one, you know, we've got tractors, we were just talking about the tractors that are so advanced these days, we've got, you know, seed that has, is, stronger than ever, you know, we, our knowledge of fertilizing and, and the knowledge that we have, um, for farming and ranching. And yet you're the one that can't pull it off this time. Mm -hmm. Grandpas, uncles, cousins, you're the one that can't pull it off. You can't do it. And the amount of pressure that comes with that. And I think for people to understand, um, to, to not say, just get a different job. I feel like that's very, very limiting and dismissive. And just to understand that this is, their their culture it is their community it's it really runs through the thread of of who these people are they're I mean by far the hardest working people that I've I've ever come across um and I feel like I had a healthy respect for that prior to marrying a farmer but now marrying someone that that farms we have crops and we also have cattle and it is unbelievable to me Mm -hmm. um how hard he works and how well he does what he does right and so i think for for people to understand um that this is that this is far greater reaching within a family than just a job Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely that makes so much sense you know as you think about it too you know you mentioned like the changing of um, your home the changing of things like that I think a lot of times um, maybe I'm wrong but no at least like in my personal experience like with my grandpa like the idea is to like pass that on to your family because this is a way of life and you want to continue to have other generations have that if they're interested in that and so just thinking that um, in in that moment that that could all be ending I mean that feels heavy to me and I'm not even living that lifestyle do you know what I mean like that feels so heavy to think that in an instant not really an instant but you know in an instant that could all be gone I mean that's just really um sad and hard to think about and it makes sense that that fear would really come in for people um and even at times um I can imagine feeling like you know things were failing and just that feel of like excuse me feeling of failure um 
although we all know that just as I know, we all know that we all fail every single day of our lives, but, um, you know, we just keep, you know, going, but I can imagine how some of those really hard emotions and thoughts, um, could become overwhelming and it it makes sense to me. I would never want anyone to choose suicide by any means, but it makes sense to me that some of those thoughts would come into someone's mind, you know? Right. Well, and I was reading an article recently and I had not thought of this, but I was reading an article recently that said that some of the farm accidents, and I'm using air quotes here when I say farm accidents, are not farm accidents because they feel that their family needs that insurance money. Oh my gosh. And I I just was devastated when I heard that. I I just had not gone there in my mind and it absolutely broke my heart. And so for for people to feel that the money is more important Mm -hmm. than their place on this earth is so hard for me to wrap my mind around. And it really, we think about the place of desperation Yes, that that person must be in and feeling like that is the only way for their, their culture, their family, their farm, their ranch to survive is heartbreaking to me. And I think what's different about therapy, like we, you know, for at least within my family, it was always, you could go to the neighbors and the coffee would be on, right. Yeah. You could yeah. stop in, you could have coffee you could, you know, kind of shoot the breeze and talk about what what's going on. Um, and I think not to, to minimize that support among neighbors and family and friends, of course, that's absolutely important. But I think what's different about therapy with someone doing therapy with someone like myself is that I have that understanding of, of what you're going through. I don't know precisely, obviously, mm-hmm. but I, I have a general understanding of what, what farmers and ranchers are going through right now. But there's a a different emotional tie, right? Like I don't have emotional investment in your farm, like talking to, let's say your, your grandpa about, you know, um, he's, he had the farm before you and you've taken over and you're like, grandpa, I I don't know if I can pull it off. I don't know. Well, the amount of, of shame and sadness that could potentially come with that and how hard it, it could potentially be to have that conversation. That's not there with me. Right. Because I'm that neutral person. And so it's a safe place to say, I am scared to death. I can't make this happen. I'm scared to death. I can't make that happen. And I don't have that same emotional tie, but yet I have the understanding of farming and ranching to get the impact of that statement for you. Like I get it. I get what that means to you. And to be able to have that safe, non-judgmental place where you can talk with me about it. And then I use the sort of an analogy of like, so you've been around a balloon that's like about to blow, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And everyone kind of recoils expecting the balloon to explode. And how I view therapy is that it, you take that balloon and you let a little bit of air out, right? Mm-hmm. And so then the next time something comes up, it that balloon gets tenser and tenser, but you're able to handle it without blowing right. because you let out some of that pressure. That's what therapy is. Yeah. It's not going to solve everything. It's not going to, it's not going to, you know, fix market prices. It's not going to fix the weather, but it, it allows you to take some of that stress and load off so that you can handle the things that come up without the, the more dire effects that it could have on you. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that a lot. I think that's really helpful to be able to differentiate that for people that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. You know, I think it's just, um, it's something that needs to be talked about more and I'm just so, I'm so proud and honored truly to know you and to know the work that you're doing. I think it's just, um, it's fantastic that you're willing to open up these conversations and, um, you know, 
honestly just offer your services to those who um, are definitely, especially these next couple of years, don't you think it's going to be a bit, I mean, depending on what happens in the economy and all of that, you know, but don't you think this is going to be like um, the fallout of this year, especially is going to be felt for a while. Is that a fair assessment? That is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, I wish it weren't true. Yeah. (laughs) I wish I could say differently. I mean, I really, I really do, but I, I do feel that that's accurate, unfortunately. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I wish that wasn't so, but I think that it is important to be able to um, share those hard truths that this is something that we're going to see for some time. And um, I think it's just important for us to be really aware of that. I've had so many people too, that will, you know, be talking about family farms and will say, you know, uh, whether it's, you know, grandpa or uncle, whoever like had, you know, all of these difficulties with the farm and never mentioned a word. And then we looked and we're like, you know, however many millions behind and how are we going to save things? And just like thinking about that devastation, like it truly does just break my heart. It really does. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, I'm just going to interrupt for one quick second. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we had an opportunity for you to partner with the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast community. Now, I want to be really clear. You are already a part of this community. But if you want to take things one step further, I would encourage you to go to Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of Patreon, but it truly is just a way for you to be able to collaborate with creatives and help to spread the word. And that is the goal of the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I really want to spread encouragement throughout the entire world. And the only way to do that is with your help. So if you would like to check it out, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash encouragers podcast. Now back to the show. So I'm wondering, you know, what do you think are some like action steps that like really need to be taken to, you know, improve mental health for um, farm families? I know you mentioned like getting the word out there more is is huge and starting to plant some of those seeds. But do you have some additional thoughts on like how how to do that or um, where we can take things from here? Absolutely. I think that we like I, I had mentioned, we're trying to get the word out. So we've done uh, a couple of different approaches. Um so Lutheran Social Services has uh, a foldout called, um, it has bootstraps on there because, you know, the as the saying goes, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you can yeah. handle this. And, and that's not, that's not always true. And, and they do all the time and every day. But yeah. like I said, this, this is different this time. But so we have outreach, um, things like that. We've, we've um, connected with different um, people around the area to try and get that word out. But I think really, it comes down to someone within their world, their, within their immediate world, mm-hmm. um, having, taking that chance to, to talk to them about it and bringing it up. And, and sometimes it isn't even getting, you know, you're perhaps trying to convince someone to access services and you're not able to do that, but then maybe perhaps then you're the person that needs that support through therapy All because right. someone you love is struggling and maybe it's the children that are feeling that impact and, you know, mom and dad are stressed, um, you know, extended family are stressed and the children are feeling that impact. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps they're the ones that need to be accessing services, but just taking that opportunity to, to have those conversations um, on that bootstrap foldout can Mm -hmm. be found on Lutheran social services website to print off Mm -hmm. and give out to people if they don't have immediate access to it. I'm always more than happy to field calls. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they just want to know what it's like, or, or 
what I'm like. Yeah. You know, it's 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 hard to tell your story. Absolutely. And I really do feel as though it's an honor and a privilege to be that person for yeah, them. Absolutely. And that that is not lost on me. Absolutely. I love that. You know, I'm, I'm thinking too, because we have listeners all over. So we're here in North Dakota. Um, and so that would be Lutheran Social Services of North Dakota. But I'm wondering yes. if somebody is in another state and they're listening and they're thinking, you know what, this sounds like something that I would be interested in learning more about. Would they be able to contact you and just be able to like kind of investigate like what other services in other states are available? Would you be willing to help sure. people through that? Okay. Because I'm sure. just thinking like... Would. Yeah. I just don't want someone to like think, oh, well, there's a North Dakota. There's nothing else. I mean, you know, there's lots of options and ways that we can help people navigate some of that. So I think, yeah, I think that's great. Well, and and for for the more immediate North Dakota, Minnesota people, um, I'm able to see people in both states anywhere within those two states. Um, And so that that opens it up for at least the North Dakota, Minnesota um, listeners. Absolutely. Um, But but I am always more than happy to try and field questions. I may not know the answer, but I can sure try and find out. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I really appreciate you mentioning Minnesota. That's, that's definitely helpful for people to know as well that that's an option. You know, what would be really cool. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, as we're sitting here talking about this, like, wouldn't it be great if one day, like all like farm bureaus and things like that, just like had all of this information in every state on hand to hand out to people, you know, it would be, it would be nice. I did, I did hear, I didn't see it, so I, uh-huh. I can't speak to precisely what it said, but um, some of my husband's extended family um, had dairy cows, and uh-huh. they mentioned that within their their reimbursement or their check that they received, there was information included in there about um, the farm and ranch stress, oh my and gosh. I was so impressed with that, and so yeah. I think if we can, like, if, we, if we're making those sorts of inroads... Yeah. Um, I just think only good can come of that. And I really, I really believe that the message is going to hit the right person at the right time. It's a matter of being open to that. And this is different. It is different to access services. And I'm not, I'm not going to pretend that, um, that it's not going to feel foreign at first, because anytime we do something different, it feels foreign. But I have, I, my experience with people in the farming and ranching community, they are amazing at, uh, brainstorming and thinking outside of the box, you know, when a piece of equipment breaks down and they right. are fixing it out in the field or, you know, they're, they're masters at getting done what needs to be done right. and however they need to do it. And this is just another example of that. Yeah. This is, this is doing, um, just taking care of yourself in a way that's different, but will have, you know, it will yield benefits in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I think too, um, this was probably, I think I was home Delanois about a month ago and, um, I had met a few of my friends and one of them actually mentioned, Hey, you know, cause, um, he's also in mental health field as well. And he was like, have you seen about, you know, the, um, the suicide rates amongst farmers and, um, how that's increasing. And so just, I think sometimes even just having those conversations just in general, um, is really helpful right. for other people. Cause there was, you know, us and a few other people, um, that were able to, um, talk about that. And so I think even just spreading the word that way is going to make a significant impact, um, yes. you know, through, throughout communities. But I also think it's important for people to know that even as a therapist, like the first time I went to therapy, I was terrified. I mean, literally right. terrified and I knew what to expect, you know? So right. like as a therapist, I'm going to be scared to go to therapy. Like it makes sense that people are nervous, but what I often encourage people to think about is truly you 
like, at least for me, I did not know how good life could be until you work through some of those things. You know, I had to go through that myself and see that. And again, not promising that everything's going to be perfect because life certainly is not perfect by any means, but being able to process through some of that and release some of that is truly life-changing, not only for that person, but also generations. Absolutely. And what, what great role modeling for our future farmers and ranchers to be able to, to be able to model for them, this is tough stuff. And I, I am, I, you know, speaking to the kids or whatever, I love you enough that I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to show you how to do that. And what fantastic role modeling for them, because it isn't, it isn't easy work. I don't know anybody that would say it is. And so to, to be able to model that for them, I think is just wonderful and will change the wave of the future. I mean, you know, farmers, I, I don't, I don't know anybody. I'm sure there's somebody, but I don't know anybody who just decided I'm going to start farming and just jumped into it. I mean, it's very often generational. And so if we can, if we can change the view of, of seeking that support and services and, and it will impact generations to come. Yeah. Absolutely. I just it will think, become more normalized. Yeah. And I just think it's so neat, truly, um, that we have that ability to, and I think a lot of times we feel so disconnected, you know, like our choices are only impacting us, but to know that we can impact future generations by the choices we make today is actually really right. cool to think about that positive impact that we can make. So I think that's right. Great. And it's sometimes easier to think about, you know, for many people who are parents, right, we do anything for our kids. Yeah. And so sometimes it's easier to to change our focus from I don't need help. I don't need help. I don't need help to I'm going to do this because I need to do this for my family or I want my yeah. kids to see that this is OK. Yeah. And so sometimes that's that's, an, you know, a perspective shift that helps um, open up the just even the possibility of seeking out the supportive services and I know I I was thinking about um a a quote that I heard from an older relative about um sitting around complaining doesn't do a damn bit of good Uh right when when, you know talking about you know farming and and Uh ranch stress and and all of that sitting around complaining doesn't do a dang bit of good it's not going to change anything but I think like I said before about what's different about the situation with farm to farm therapy is that it just releases some of that pressure. So you can, you know, leave the stress and the worry with me and you go be your awesome self, right? You go do all the things that you need to do and you need to take care of and the different roles that you fulfill, leave some of it with me so that you can go do what it is you need to do and do it more effectively because it's taken some of that pressure off of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. I love that perspective of people being able to to leave things. You know, I've even told people before, like, you know, if you just need to leave like your box here in my office and each time you just like shove yes. more stuff in it, like, and then you walk out the door and you feel better. That's fine. That's what I'm here for. You know, I'll hold on to that for you so that you truly don't have to anymore. You know, if you choose to to be able to move through that think life sometimes is just over overwhelming and I don't think it's so much um you know complaining about what's going on as just uh being able to really call things like they are you know life can be tough absolutely and and that's that sort of sitting around complaining is an old perspective yes you know that was it was an uh, an elderly person that had said that and that that is the perspective that that was held for a very long time yeah um and but nonetheless you you would see about you know, you'd go to the neighbors for coffee or you'd see a congregation of, of farmers at the co-op or, yep. um, you know, I love going into our local cafe and yes. there's a group of farmers talking about the weather. You know, How yes. much rain did you get? And I, mean, I love that. And so it's, it's not, it's 
a perspective shift of we've always sought out support. Yes. It's just a bit more, it's a, a more formalized way of doing it with someone who you're able to sort of dump that emotional load on yep. versus it impacting the friends and family around you. Yep, absolutely. You know, and I think too, I, I mean, I don't know your perspective on this, so maybe you can give me some feedback on it. I think um, not only it sounds like, you know, we're, it sounds like right now is just so much different because like you said, it's like the perfect storm. But I also think back to when people were farming before and maybe there was like, you know, wars going on or we're talking the great depression and things like that. Like truly in those moments, you probably did not have any opportunity. Like you just had to do what you had to do to survive. I mean, like when right. you're, when you're like in the middle of a war or you're in the middle of the great depression or whatever, that may be like way, you know, way back as actually not way back, but do you know what I mean? Anyway, yes. um, I think that sometimes we, you know, probably just had to truly just keep moving. But, but now um, I think we are able to see the impact of taking a moment, even in those times when we feel like we need to really just keep going. Um, And as long as like, you're truly not having like, you know, bullets shot at you, I think you have the opportunity to find some ways to be able to work through that now. And I think that that's, um, it's good to be able to see that some things have changed in that way. Right. And I, and I, what I love about online therapy or or telehealth is as we call it is the accessibility and flexibility Mm -hmm. and so I feel that um, farmers and ranchers need if this is going to work with that with that population group there it needs to be accessible it needs to at least minimize the amount of time taken away from the work that they need to do and there needs to be some flexibility yep and so I I I feel like and I hope that um, online therapy fulfills that need for them um, where it 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 targets those things the ability to be accessible to be flexible and and like I said I I'm not going to know their exact situation but we do farm and I happen to be a therapist yeah and I think you know I've had I can't it it it's different to take that leap into accessing services but I can't tell you how many times I'm sure you've had the same experience Mm -hmm. how many times I've had people meet with me and they're like oh this is therapy. Like, right. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, that felt so good. Yes. Like, and you can just see, like, literally, you can see their shoulders, you know, relax right. and and that weight come off of them. And they're like, that felt so good. Yes. I, I I know, right? Like that's what I'm trying to tell you. That you know, and what you said too is it can feel better. Yes. Things can feel better. It can go better. Life can be. It's it's not going to fix market prices. It's not right. going to fix the weather, but it can it can relieve some of that pressure that you're feeling, so that you can weather the the things that are happening in your world. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, one more thing too that I wanted to mention about telehealth. I know sometimes people are kind of nervous, even though they might you know Facetime with their family or whatever, but about meeting somebody um, in that way. And quite honestly. I have seen a lot of people health wise and um, almost every single one has said to me afterwards, like, wow, I felt like we were sitting in the room together. And that's, that's really the feeling that you get. Um, It's just a matter of going through that, that first step of, of um, trying it out, you know, and then once you try it out, typically people feel like they're able to really connect well. So that's good. Right. And and the nice thing is that if people are in the Fargo area, they can see me in person. If they happen to be in town, it's raining, right? Yep, you know, yep, yep. So when, that's how our family schedules things. If it's raining, then we know my husband's going to be available. Right. That's when we, that's when we schedule things. So, I mean, if they're going to be in the area, they can see me in person. It doesn't have to be exclusively online. Um, it can be a combination if that, if that, you know, meets their need better. 
some people prefer to meet in person first, you know, to get that initial um, appointment out of the way face to face and then work into online therapy that works as well. It, it can be a combination of whatever works for them. And I'm not the sole provider um, targeting the, the farm and ranch um, stress issues. We really have a network of people across the, the state of North Dakota that are invested. I happen to be duly licensed, so I can see people in North Dakota and Minnesota. Yep. But we really do have a network of providers that that feel as strongly as I do yeah. about supporting farmers and ranchers. And so it, it isn't, you know, if you're, you know, on the western part of North Dakota, there's providers there as well. Yeah. Um, if they want to see someone in person. So that, I mean, that is also an option. It's just that what's nice about online therapy is it, I mean, there's, you know, assuming that we've got some sort of a data connection right. across the, the state that that doesn't, it, it opens up the state's, the entirety of the two states for services. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think what's um, just one random side note as we're wrapping it up here, what I think it's important for people who haven't lived in North Dakota to know too, um, because I think it is a little bit different. So I just want to maybe clear clear up some things for people. So when I lived in Illinois, I lived in the country. Um, and again, I lived like on a farm, but we did not farm. But within 45 minutes, you could get to like major cities, like not like mm-hmm. Chicago, but you know, Peoria, Springfield, things like that. So there was a lot of shopping, a lot of, you know, opportunities, a lot of doctors etc. Here in North Dakota, things are pretty isolated. And so I have had people that have driven as far as like an hour and a half to to get services. And so people are driving significant distance. So I want to be really clear that we're not just talking like half an hour. We're talking like there are people who are isolated as much as an hour and a half, maybe even two hours to the nearest therapist. And so it's a little bit different perspective too, when you can see, um, how challenging that really would be to get services. And it's not just for therapy. I mean, I even think about a little town, my husband and I have this um, tiny little house in, and it's pretty isolated. And so to get to a big grocery store, you either have to come to Jamestown, which is an hour and a half, or you would have to go to Bismarck, which I don't know, is a little over that from there as well. And so even like simple things that we think of, you know, when you live in other states are more challenging. I remember right. moving here and being like, wow, I can't, I could not get, I'm not kidding guys. I couldn't get the internet at my house at all. Yes. And I was yeah. like, I can't, get the, I can't get the internet. I tried to use net. It was terrible. I couldn't even get it to work. I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of limitations here um, that unless you've experienced it, you may not um, always really know are part of the problem truly, I think. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Which it, it leads to people being more isolated yes. which feeds into this issue overall yes of, absolutely of why why the farm and ranch stress is at the the level that it is is it, it's beautiful country here i absolutely love it yes absolutely. but it, it can be isolating mm-hmm. and so you know it, it like you just said it it is further to get to things and to people and things like that and and the occupation of farming and ranching can be isolating because it is so labor intensive. It does take so much of your time. Yep. Um, but that that absolutely is something that's different um, for this area of the country than, you know, like you said, in Illinois and, yep. and other states that are more populated. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm wondering, can I ask you a few questions that I ask everyone? Sure. Okay. So you are familiar with Brene Brown? 
I am. Okay, I figured you were. I was like, she's got to be. She's got to be. She's, a, she's, amazing. she's amazing. Isn't she? I always, I always tell colleagues and, and friends that know about Brene Brown. I'm like, I just want to go have lunch with her. Like, give right? me like an oh, hour and a half. Like, just let me just talk with her. I would love that so much. Maybe one day, Becky, oh, that can be a goal. Absolutely right. <laughs> right. I just think that'd be amazing. Yes, it would be. So she has a book, Braving the Wilderness. And essentially, it really talks about like walking out into the wilderness alone, not really knowing where you're going or what you're doing, but just having that leap of faith and moving forward and finding yourself and others along the way. And so I'm wondering, can you share about a time where you feel like you've stepped into the wilderness? Oh, I could, I could probably think of lots of times. I am an, um, an introvert by nature. And so putting myself out there is, is sure. uh, certainly um, more challenging uh-huh. <laughs> for me. But I think um, taking that step into uh, private practice was def- yeah. definitely that leap of faith. But even more recently, Things like uh, even speaking to you and the different outreach, um, the outreach things that I've done to get the word out for this program. I feel like when you feel passionately about something and I I really care about um, the farming and ranching community and it just really speaks to my heart. I feel like that fills that brave space in you that allows you to go into the wilderness and and be to, to put yourself out there in a way that you otherwise wouldn't. Yes, because you feel that strongly about what you're doing and and that really that's what this does for me it fills that brave space for me and it is allowed me to put myself out there in ways that I never would have before because this population means that much to me yeah I think that is fantastic I love that I love that a lot Um, I think you're right when we do have that passion that desire that's burning in us it's almost like I mean, certainly you you could have chosen not to step forward, but it just almost like pushes you, you know, in a way to um, to to make those changes and do those things. So um, now that you're on the other side of things and you're, you know, putting yourself out there and having different interviews, you've had some really cool interviews (laughs) with different people. And I really appreciate you being on the podcast, too. Um, I'm wondering, are you feel like do you feel more comfortable um, with it or are you like happy that you've gone through the wilderness or what are your thoughts on that? I think I have met some of the most amazing people mm-hmm. in this process. And um, I love, I love learning from people yes. and just the experiences that I have had and the knowledge that they've shared with me. And, you know, from reporters who do beautiful work writing mm-hmm. up my randomness, oh, <laughs> um, no. you know, they, they write it up in such a beautiful way and, and they, they uh, just meeting meeting those people, learning from them, mm-hmm. having these experiences. Um, and with every person I meet, they have put me in contact with someone else who just has helped broaden this experience and share this message for which I am so grateful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. That connection piece. I mean, I'm telling you that has the ability to change our lives. Truly. Absolutely. It does. And it's, it's, um, I would love to tell you I've always braved the wilderness and that would be an absolute untruth. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I have in, in many, um, for many years kept my head down and kept to myself and was really afraid to do anything different. Mm-hmm. And it took me finding something, like I said, this, this, how I feel about this particular group um, has kind of filled that brave spot for me and allowed me to, venture into areas I never would have before and I would be lying if I said I didn't get nervous at all before you know interviews or before things like that but because I I really feel like this message is going to reach who it needs to reach when they need to see it and when they need to hear it and I am 
it, I am absolutely more than willing to put myself out there if it means that I'm going to connect with that person that needs that. Yeah, I love that. I love that a lot. You know, I'm wondering if you can share with us, you know, throughout this process or just really life in general, like who would you say are your biggest encouragers? You know, I, I'm, I'm always learning from those around me, from the things I read. And I'm very particular about what I take in, uh-huh. whether it's um, over different forms of media or what I read, or, you know, the, the radio podcast. I'm, I'm very careful. Mm-hmm. And so there's, you know, the Brene Browns of the world, right, that are, yes. that are wonderful. However, my personal experience, I guess, I've had the good fortune of staying in contact with um, a colleague of mine. Um, you're familiar with him, Charlie Joyce, who uh-huh. has professionally always built me up, always. Oh, uh-huh. And he's always been an encourager for me. And I think that keeping that connection with him helped um develop me really personally and professionally but mm-hmm. to, to have someone who believes you're great and sees greatness in you is an amazing feeling yes absolutely personally I have um I have a very I mean my family of course is always in support of my crazy notions uh-huh. um, my husband who who goes along he may not always he, he's a, a he's a he thinks things through and uh-huh. he kind of he's very grounding for me but has always been very supportive. And I have a, a very good friend, um, Rennell, who is another one of those people where she just, she sees greatness in me. She sees such good in me. And, and when you've got that foundation of people who fill you up, mm-hmm. you just really feel capable of so much more than what you would have before yes. your, your meeting with them or your encounters with them. I mean, they're just, just such encouragers. Absolutely. You know, it's almost like, um, sometimes I think the people in our lives are almost put there to like keep cheering us on. Do you know what I mean? And like keep us in the right way. Like when we feel like, you know, I've had times uh, when I first started the podcast after a while, I'll be honest. I was like, I don't know. Should I really be doing this? And that like exact moment, I'm not even kidding that exact day. um, I had a dear friend and I saw her and she said, Oh my gosh, I've been listening to the podcast. I love it. This guest said this, it changed my life. And I was like, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like I have to keep going. Yeah. And I think that like people like that are in our lives, you know, so Charlie and your friend and your family, like those are people that are cheering you forward and, you know, pushing you to to do some really great things. So I think that's fantastic that you have them. Right. Absolutely. I don't know what I would do without them. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we should definitely give Charlie a shout out because he is fantastic. He is just a really, really um, good man and good clinician as well. So I'm glad that we yes. have him. Yes, me too. So I'm wondering if somebody wants to contact you, can you explain how they would do that? Absolutely. So there, um, if you just want more information on um, the farm and, and ranch stress program, you can go to the LSSND website, which is lssnd.org, and you'll see a picture of boots, and mm-hmm. that's what you click on. And uh, there will be a, a fold-out that you could print off if you wanted to share that information or if you just want to read it. Uh-huh. It also has different means of um, contacting or scheduling through the website. Mm-hmm. My my cell phone number, and I'm more than happy to field any calls. Mm-hmm. Um, my cell phone number is 701-715-5214. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I obviously, I, you know, being a therapist, I meet with people throughout the day, but my, I'm a commuter. So my drive time is when I get calls returned. So um, please always feel free to reach out. Even just, I think sometimes when people um, 
like I said earlier, they they speak to me and they're like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, it's Absolutely. a lot scarier. The, the idea of it feels a lot scarier than what the reality turns out to be. And I think sometimes just having that conversation, um, you know, we haven't filled out any paperwork. You're just calling to to get an idea of who I am and what I'm like. Right. That can just help ease some of that fear and anxiety about reaching out. And, you know, I, I, I love the fancy picture on the website of me. However, that is not my reality. That's what I look like when someone else makes me fancy. So that, that is not, that is not my everyday. And I think when people realize that, that, you know, therapists and and myself in particular, I'm just a regular person, right? So like I go home and, and I'm just a regular person and I, we, we happen to farm and I happen to be a therapist and that just puts me in a little different position to offer support that perhaps someone who didn't do those things wouldn't be able to do. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Real quick before we're done here too, I think it's important for us just the topic that we're talking about um, to mention here in North Dakota, if you are having um, any suicidal thoughts, we do have the human, your local human service center, which would have a crisis line that would be able to assist you. Um, And so what you would just do is just Google, you know, human service center and your town, and that should pop up for your local regional office. Um, Or you can always call 911, of course, talk with your family. There's a national national suicide hotline as well. Um, So there are some, some resources out there to be able to provide you some additional support. So um, please feel free to reach out if if there is something um, that you're going through that you just um, need a little bit additional support with as well. So, yes. well, thank you so much, Becky, for being on the show. I just really appreciate you and the work that you're doing and the time that you took to, um, you know, speak with listeners and hang out with us for a bit and share your passions and let us get to know you a little bit better. So thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode.